We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel. And, you know, thank goodness uh, Robbie could fit us into his busy schedule this week. Last week, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. He was so busy um, that he actually couldn't fit us in. Um, I've been busy trying to find a, a, an extra large Robbie Hummel oh Purdue God. jersey. And I can't find one anywhere. And, and I want to make good on this bet, uh, but I couldn't get one sent to me in time before I leave Charleston. So we've, we've kind of revised the bet a little bit. We have. And I think it's actually benefiting you because I'm going to wear it uh, at the Final Four for the better part of a day. Now, not all day. I'm not going to wear it to like media availability. See, I think that's I weak. Wear it I think a bet is a bet, and if you if you if it happens to be a media availability day, then you that's your apparel jersey yeah. with no sleeve. No sleeves is the key, though. No, you sleeves. wear sleeves; it doesn't count. But but I, I've tasked you with trying to find an extra large. I don't I'll have pay, time. I'll pay whatever it is. I, I've decided up to a hundred dollars. I will pay. Wow! I up was gonna to I was gonna drop a thousand on Arizona gear. Yeah, I was committed. I was gonna get. It. I was going to get like a Mike Bibby signed jersey. I was going to get some game shorts. But this there, is, there's just you know. no reason. There's no the marketplace does not um, does not merit that I have to spend more than a hundred dollars on a Robbie Hummel jersey. All right, way, way to cite economics for not spending some money. <laughs> that's well done. Uh, anyway, so that's the revised bet. I might even wear it to the pump party. Please do. I hope. I hope I see you at Intersport or the Pump Party, and you've got a, a jersey. I don't even care what jersey it is. Just seeing you in a jersey with no sleeves on is going to be funny. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You better. You better keep doing those bicep curls. Yeah, I haven't done them in a few days. So yeah, no, you're getting. You've getting lost that arching. muscle mass. You've lost that muscle mass from yeah, one day good. of doing it. Took about a day. Uh, another person who, who who's lost some mojo lately. Um, and we'll start here, is UCLA head coach Mick Cronin. And they have been atrocious this year. Uh, they're 6-9. and nine. Their best win is Oregon State. Um, they just lost over the weekend to Cal. They're terrible. Cronin decided to go with this international route this year. 
which yeah. frankly, I don't know how much we talked about it in the preseason, but baffled me because it just doesn't fit. Like it was too many chances. Well, and not there. Right. Like right. you think about who has gone to UCLA and I understand that there's some, at least from what I've been told, there's NIL challenges there. Is that fair to say? Yes. Which yes. is shocking. That's shocking. Um, it is, but, but they it all, is. But they all, I guess it's not because they were flying commercial up yeah, until people like, don't care. People just don't care that much. They just expect right. them to win, and it's kind of like I want to go, but I don't want to. Whereas you look at you know other places, and the fan bases are so rabid that they they're willing to to help. But yeah, sorry, keep going. So Cronin uh, has been typical McCronin, which you know I don't have a problem sometimes with him calling out his players. And his fiery attitude, like I think in in a way, that's a good thing, right? Holding guys accountable. I'm not sure it works with a bunch of international guys and young guys, unproven players that are trying to adapt to being over here and sure. the American game. Like I just, I think sometimes you got to know what you're dealing with and understand, like you put this team together, you knew it was going to be a work in progress. You can't be Mick Cronin all the time and just go after it. These guys aren't Jaime Hawkins and Tiger Campbell. You can't publicly call them out if they're not playing well. It's just not fair. So he's done that plenty here over the last few weeks as they suck, and they have sucked. Um, one of the six wins came against Shamanov. They beat nobody. Um, he, after the, the loss the other day, he didn't come out for the postgame press conference. He sent Rob Palmer, his assistant, and Bill Plasky of the LA Times destroyed him, uh, absolutely destroyed him in a column. And uh, and it was, I, I think it was kind of deserved in some ways because here we've kissed McCronin's ass for the last few years as he's done a really good job getting UCLA back on track, right? Got him first four to final four, and it didn't end there. They've been, you know, competitive you know, in the top 25 for the most part, a fixture in the top 25 the last couple of years. He's done a really good job, and we've kissed his ass and said he's done a great job. Everybody has. Well, now you got to take the, the the good with the bad, and here's the bad, and you got to face the music. And when asked about it, Rob Rob Palmer said, well, Mick's still talking to his team. Well, he wasn't talking to his team, trust me. He was probably throwing chairs around that room. Uh, you don't know that he was throwing chairs. No, but I, I remember in Vegas last year, they lost two games. Okay? Yeah, to Il Illinois and Virginia, right? Yes. And after yeah. the second, which I think was Virginia. Mm -hmm. They lost Illinois first, I believe. Talia and I were standing outside the locker room, and I literally heard huge bangs and then a bunch of words that, uh, again, Talia's never heard me say. Um, yeah, and that's right. saying a lot. You know, like like this dude is at the highest level of – I don't give a shit what people really think of me. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to act the way I want to act. And I'm going to be old school. I'm going to be old school and, and hopefully that'll work. So give me your overall take on, on this situation. Well, my overall take is that I think people know that UCLA is not good and losing to Cal while yeah, for, for UCLA, probably always that's a bad, that's a bad loss with the way that Cal's program has been, but it's so much of a bigger story to not go to the presser. If he had just gone yeah. and, and faced whatever music was coming, probably. In, say it's well, on me. Why, no. why don't coaches just get like Matt Painter is really good about that. You know that you're around him a ton. Like yeah. he's the, the model of 
even if it's not his fault, what is Matt Painter going to say? It's on me. Correct. I, and I heard Tom Izzo say it's on him last night. Now he was pretty sarcastic, it seemed like. And, but he did say that, you know, like say, you know, it's on me. I didn't get the team ready to play. And on a Saturday night in L.A., when I assume the Lakers are probably playing somewhere and the Clippers are probably playing somewhere, and it's not like this is UCLA with Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez. So I I can't imagine the media contingency is massive at this Cal (laughs) UCLA battle. So if you just go, are in there for five minutes, take the blame, and then leave, you don't even have to believe it, but say that. No one is talking about this at this point. You've lost to Oregon, Stanford, Cal, Maryland, Cal State, Northridge, Ohio State, and Villanova in like the eight of your last nine games. Yeah. So I I just don't understand why he wouldn't understand that. You know, like he's b- done this for a long time. And even if he doesn't want to go, you'd think that he would understand this. This is a non-story if I just go. But if I don't go, now all of a sudden I send my assistant coach it's a massive story. So that that's where I am. I am so surprised. And, you know, the players have to play, but this always falls on the coaches. You're making you recruited them. You, you put recruited together them. this team. You're, you you're making. I get you don't have NIL that can compete with maybe Arizona right. or some of those SEC schools or Illinois, yep. Indiana. But you know what? I'm looking at like Butler's group. Yeah, and, and they did a pretty good job with second tier, maybe even no doubt. Pat Mon has done a really good job with with that team of getting some guys. Like you, Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin makes a ton of money. This this does fall on the coach. I mean, the fan base is going to put this on the coach, regardless of how mad you are at your players. And I, you know, the international thing is interesting because I, I want to say I heard him talk about how there were some guys that felt a little bit homesick and it was hard. And I I think about the Americans that go over and play pro basketball in Europe. What are they all looking forward to? The end of the season. So they can go home. And until you get kind of acclimated, it's really hard, especially when you're in college. You know, these are young kids. So, yes, they're talented. You know, I think about UCLA, and I think about them getting the best players in Southern California and the West Coast. I don't think about a bunch of European dudes, maybe one, you know, but it's – it's a different approach, and clearly it has not worked this year. It, it is it has been a disaster. Uh, but he's got to go to the press conference. It, it's yeah. he, you went you went when you were at the final four. That's you, right. You went when you were winning all the Pac-12 titles. Yep. You have to go when it when it flips and your team's not good. So here's the second question for you. Uh Mick Cronin has a buyout of about somewhere in the vicinity of 16 million dollars. Uh he is a name that's been thrown out there for Louisville heavily. Have yeah. obviously as a replacement. He was an assistant for Rick Pitino. He's a Midwest guy. It fits him. Um, you know, there's some talk that maybe uh he thinks he can get out of that deal and 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 the buyout wouldn't be 16. I just can't see Louisville paying 16 million dollars. Well, why, why do all these places think that they're like why does Florida State think that their grant of rights is just not real? Why does any coach think, well, I can get out of my buyout? What's the point of the buyout then? <laughs> and again, I, I'm not hundred percent sure of that part. I've heard that a little bit, but regardless, a $16 million buyout, if you're Louisville and you're AD, Josh Hurd, who was kind of forced to hire Kenny Payne. Like he, he was the interim. You got to remember, he was the interim at Louisville at the time. Who who forced him? All the, the, the players, you know, all the former players, the board, there was a lot of pressure on him to hire Kenny Payne. And he wanted to. Who else, do you know who else they were, who else were they looking at? 
remember who it was then that we were talking about, but again, it wasn't even really much of a question at that point because it was like one of our own. Bring him home. Like, right. Remember that at that point, Juwan Howard was still hot. At that point, like it was the in thing to do to hire the alums. Now, I will tell you, uh, I'm going to put out at some point here soon a list of the top 20 uh, worst hires of this century. Uh, wow. Four of them are former NBA guys that are alums. Okay, four of them. It, it, yeah. it does not, it, I don't want to say it does not work, but it rarely works. It yeah. rarely works um, with, with these former NBA guys. And Kenny Payne was different because Kenny Payne at least had been in the college game for so long. Right. Uh, but again, I'll say this, like, it, right when that hire was made, I was just like, Kenny Payne should be a low major head coach. That's that's what his first job should have been. This job was too big for him in his first job. Uh, anyway, Mick Cronin to Louisville. If, if you're the AD, are you on board? Are you going to pay that type of money, $16 million, to go get Mick Cronin? Or are you going to pay, I would pay $10 million a year and try to get Scott Drew. And I don't think he takes it. But I'm going to make him have to say no to a deal and see if Baylor is competitive. Because Baylor, if Baylor doesn't move up enough, maybe Scott Drew takes it. What is Scott's buyout situation? I don't think his buyout is that high. I think it's more people saying, like, is he really going to ever leave Baylor? I mean, I feel like he really likes Waco, right? And he's got it. He's got got a new building. He's got a new new stadium. I I don't know why he would leave to take on that Matt. I mean, Louisville is a disaster currently. It is. But the upside is still, if you win there, you fill up that arena, which is an NBA level arena. Like you have a major home court advantage, which he's never really had in Waco. Let's be honest. You know, they built a 7,500 person's arena. And the Yum Center, when it's good, is really good. So that's, that's fair. I don't know. He's just, he's proven he can go to the, and win the whole thing at Baylor. I don't know why you'd leave that. You know, you can you can have a legacy type career down there. You already do. Why why leave? I'm and I'm you. sure that I'm yeah. sure whoever his agent is can take that offer and be like, all right, we've got to at least get this competitive. I mean, he'll thank Louisville for <laughs> for coming to him because that'll probably get him a raise. But I, I just man, I, the bio that's a how, how, they're already paying. You know, coaches they're still are they still paying Chris Mack? Are they paying a football yeah, coach too? I don't know if they paid him in in already paid him out or they're still paying him. But I can't remember right. the, the deal. But they they paid a lot to to let him walk. They're going to pay Kenny Payne a lot to let him walk. Right, and, and I you're don't they have sixteen million to get a but guy. They, have, they just Brown. hired Jeff Brown to coach their football team. So He's I think they're, else, right? aren't they paying a football coach too? Probably, yeah. I mean, listen, at some point, yeah, you've you you've got to probably figure out is there a better guy. And again, like a Dusty May and Dusty May, the problem FAU struggling right now. And at the first sign, he could just go to Indiana if you hire him. So, you know, I I don't know who the right guy is for Louisville right now. You know, could you hire Chris Beard, you know, with, with, with... (laughs) man, it's just so crazy to hear that, but it's, yeah, he's, he's, he'd be available. It's a reality. All right. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Another coach making baffling decisions is none other than Michigan head coach Juwan Howard, whose team is also, they're both six and nine, by the way. Both of them are six and nine. Uh, Michigan stinks. Uh, they weren't very good last year with, Again, we've talked about this. Hunter Dickinson and two first-round picks. Uh, they stink this year. Uh, Juwan missed the beginning of the year with uh, after a heart procedure, came back, sat in the assistant seat for a while, eventually took over. There was an altercation, verbal altercation, with the strength coach, John Sanderson, um, that really didn't result in any sort of uh, punishment for either Uh Juwan's back now. They, they're still losing. They've lost uh, now, I believe. Well, four straight. They've yeah, lost four in a row. I mean, they're, they've been terrible. They've been absolutely terrible. Um, and yesterday, they're going to play Penn State at the, uh, at the Palestra. And yep. Juwan decides, I'm going to do a really nice thing for Phil Martelli, who has taken over for him earlier this year when he was uh, out recovering. And I'm going to let Phil Martelli coach back in at the Palestra. All right. Give me your thought. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. You, you can't do it. 
You cannot, I've, I've never seen a head coach just be like, I'm not the head coach today. And I know it's been a weird year because he, he had this heart procedure and uh, Phil Martelli had to take over. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Juwan Howard is healthy enough to be back, but you can't just see the position on, even if it's a nice gesture, you know, like Phil Martelli is a legend in Philly, a legend, Yeah. but his Phil Martelli's job is to be an assistant coach. Jawan Howard's job is to be the head coach. And now that he is physically back to being able to be the head coach, play a tribute video for Phil Martelli. That's right. Do every time out you could honor Phil Martelli. Like there, there's a lot of other things that you could do. Uh, we see it in the NBA all the time. You know, player comes back, tribute video. They could have played 30 tribute videos for Phil Martelli, but you can't make him the head coach. You know, you, you just, the optics are bad. You've lost four in a row. You've lost eight of 10. You lost to McNeese. You've had all of this other stuff happen. There is so much swirling around your fan base. And then you lose the game, you know, and that's not, would it probably have been the same if Jawan coach versus Phil Martelli? Yeah, probably. I mean, who knows what would be different? I saw Jawan Howard still had the whiteboard at some point. So it's not like he was totally uninvolved with the game. But it's just, it looks so bad, especially when you lose. Yeah. And I'm sure their fans are like, well, why why are we having him be the head coach if he's just giving the job away for a game? It, it just doesn't make any sense. This program is, I mean, this is shocking to see the way that they've fallen. And they're bad. Like, they are bad. Their defense is awful. I watched Penn State the other night score 60 points or 55 points and look awful doing it in East Lansing awful doing it and i think what did they scored 79 you know like their defense is bad they turned it over like against the press as if the basketball was on fire like that's how they handled the ball it it was it was so so bad and i just you know their team is is actually their talent is not awful no their bench is not great but when you look in the big 10 in the big 10 this year they should be like in the middle no, and the Big Ten is down, but yeah. you have Doug McDaniel, who is a is a good point guard. I know his numbers have taken a, a hit here recently. Kamwa can play. Yeah. You have Burnett, you have Terrace Reed, and Terrence Williams has had like the best year of his his career. I mean, he's actually played well. Those five, those five are talent wise, certainly in the middle of that league at the worst case. Yeah. And then but now you look at the bench and Trey Jackson and Will Cheddar, that's probably you know, yeah. that's really the only guys that they're playing with Jace Howard having, you know, not not that he's a, a great player, but he plays his role and he plays hard. They should be better than six and nine. I mean, I I feel like I see a Greg Waddell video every day. <laughs> that's just, just and they're they're really funny, but he's distraught. And I'm sure that's how a lot of the Michigan fans feel. So he, here's how the conversation probably went, right? Uh Juwan went to, you know, uh First, he went to Martelli, and Martelli was like, yeah, sure, why not? This will be cool. He's like, I've coached uh, most of the games anyway. Right. Okay, I'm sure. And, and he, by the way, he's coached at the Palestra enough. Like, he, he really didn't need another one here. Who who cares? He's been there enough. Uh, and then he went to, you know, Juwan goes to Ward Manuel. The I'm surprised State. that Ward Manuel wasn't like, no. But, Rob, here's what Ward Manuel said. Basically, who gives a shit? I don't care. I have bigger things to worry about right now. I have to worry about the football and that. Go ahead and do whatever the hell you want to do. Wait, you know this? You know that? Get out of my face. Like, get out of my office. 
Hold on, hold on. Care. You know, you know, no, he said this. No, or you're I'm assuming. Guess, you're assuming. Okay. I'm assuming it went like that. Juwan went in and talked to Ward Manuel, and Ward was like, "Like, I don't have time for this shit." You See, saw, but that's then, the then that's, that's wrong on Ward Manuel. Then I know that you've got the national championship. How much more effort is it to say no? You're the head coach. You right. coach the team. You're going to coach. I pay you a lot of money. Yeah. I pay you a lot of money. Uh, this program right now. It's in shambles. Well, and if he if he pushes back, say, we have had enough heat on this program as it is. You are one of our most famous basketball alum we've ever had. Yeah. We want this to work. This is not a good look if you don't coach the game. That is what an AD would do that that is is locked in and yeah. not that he doesn't care. I know football is going on. I know for the University of Michigan, that is where – 99.9% of their focus and their fan base is is looking at. But when football ends, those people will come over to watch the basketball team and they'll be like, what is happening? <laughs> I read this story two weeks ago. Why did you want not coach the game? <laughs> you know, that, that is bizarre to me. And, and that's, Juwan should have known better. I, I feel like, and, and, and if he didn't, then Ward Manuel should know better. This, this is in, this basketball program has, gone from one that is one of the best in, in the country to this year, it's kind of been a laughing stock, which is shocking to say. I talked, I talked to one former player and a lot of the former players now, you know, there's obviously a, a segment, the Jalen Roses and, and that group that's still behind you on, but well, there's a lot of them. them. Like I, I get that. Like it's, a there's team. a lot of them that have felt like Juwan has not really endeared himself to, to all the alums. Uh, I just wonder if he doesn't really care much anymore, Rob. And I, I kind of said this earlier. Like, I felt like when both sons were gone, now this is when he was winning, he would run out of there to try to get back to the NBA as a head coach. Obviously, he can't be a head coach in the I mean, I guess somebody could hire him, but, man, it would be. The thing a, about this, he he was, like, in the mix for the Lakers job before. before hey, LeBron could still Darvin. hire him tomorrow he if could. he fires Darvin Ham. Who knows? LeBron picks. He could pick anybody. He could pick anybody at this point. All right, yeah. let's move on. We got a couple more cool, well, interesting things to talk about. Cool. Uh, this is not cool. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, flagrant fouls, and, yeah. uh, and 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 especially in particular, there were there are a few over the weekend. There's been a couple the last like six days that have been either game changing or near game changing or just baffling. Is what the I would Kansas say. Kansas one. The Kansas one completely altered, like, like TCU won that game without that flagrant foul. Yeah, which again, they've got the they've got the ball. They're up two. Is yes. that right? Up two. Yeah, and they're in transition. Yes. Um, Hunter had so, taken an elbow from yes. former Kansas player Ernest uh, Uday. He had taken an elbow to the face. Went down. Uh, honestly, went down like 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 he was hit by Mike Tyson. And he, he did get hit. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. He did. It's he not did fake that. He, he, yeah. he, he got whacked. Hit. He went down and they called the flagrant one, which meant that uh, he took the two free throws, tied the game. And then well, and they, the they, they stopped the play. Right. And I, it's been debated whether like TCU had actually stopped, you know, the, the rule says that the refs can't stop it until you make any, I guess, movement or effort to not attack the basket. I didn't really feel like that was the case. You know, they, they were still. I don't even care. Let's forget about that part of it. Let's just talk about the, the actual flagrant and how you would officiate this, yeah. how you would change you know, it. 
I think from from watching, I've had two flagrant fouls in games that I've called in the last week, and then watching the the Kansas game, and I'm convinced that we need we need to change the rule. That's what it needs to be. The rule needs to change because I I think the officials are looking at this and remember they're graded on every call they make, and if they mess up, that can really hurt them for conference tournaments, NCAA tournaments, like that stuff matters for them. So I I understand that. But it has become the player safety aspect. I I am all for player safety. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not anti player safety, but it's become where any contact to the head flagrant, yeah. Any yeah. contact, whether it's and when when I was playing, not to sound like that guy as a former player, but it was like you know there's some plays that are going to happen where unfortunate things occur. Yeah, like in a basketball game, it's physical. Guys, guys are are moving fast. Things happen, but now it's like the way the rules written. Any contact to the head, flagrant one. And I'm looking at Ernest Duday. Does he hit? Does he hit Hunter? Yes, he does. But if the referees don't call that foul, which if they call a foul, I would have no that you can. That's a foul, okay. Sure. But you don't. You miss it on the floor. Then when the refs go to review it, they see that and they're like, oh god. He hit him in the face, but you can't reofficiate the play. The rule is it's either nothing as you call it on the floor or it's a flagrant one or flagrant two. And I'm just like, did he hit him? Yeah, but you missed the call. And I don't think that that should be a flagrant foul. It's a foul. He accidentally hit him in the face. Yes. He accidentally hit him in the face. Then the refs need to get it right on the court. You need to call that on the floor. Once you didn't, TCU's going. The pass was awful. Ernest Duday's flailing. These big guys at times, you got dudes that have seven-foot wingspans, and a lot of big guys do not control their limbs well. If if he fouled him on the floor, you've got to call it. I saw it in the Purdue game. I saw it in the Purdue game with a, a blockout, and this almost changed that game. And, and I'll, we'll get to – let's keep – we'll stay on Kansas, and then we can get to Purdue and even the flagrant I saw at Michigan State a week ago. But I, I just think that our the rules are written in a way that's trying to, to – get max player safety, but some of these calls are ridiculous. I mean, that if I'm Jamie Dixon, I would have been on the floor. I would have gotten ejected. I would have, I would have, I mean, that's, I was shocked. That is a shame. And I, and it's been very polarizing. You know, you listen to, I feel like half the people are on one side, half are on the other. I have come to the conclusion that the rule has to be looked at this off season because it, it, that was, that's a shame that TCU lost in that manner. Here's my take on it. Like, there's got to be some human element to be able to determine, okay, you know what? This this was inadvertent, completely inadvertent. Like, I get he hit him, but to me, to give him two shots and the ball. For it's like getting the death penalty for, you know, jaywalking. Right. <laughs> That's like, what to I me, felt like. You've got to be able to look at it and not go necessarily by the letter of the law. There's got to be some room for interpretation there. Between the three officials, yes, he hit him. Yes, it's clearly a foul. But then call it on the floor. That is your job. Call it on the floor if, if that happens. Because then when you go to the replay, and you're, and I'm sure those guys are looking at even that. Even when like, you go to the oh, replay, Rob, even if you go to the replay there and you yeah. look at it, you say to yourself, hey, listen, yeah, it was a foul. Yeah, we're going to give, you know, maybe you give Hunter the free throws, but I'm not giving Kansas but they, the ball. They can't. I it know, has, but they need it to has change. to be. It they're they're very against 
and this is my interpretation of a couple conversations, they are against reofficiating plays off of video. They want the refs to – it's only if it's upgraded to a flagrant. If they miss some flagrant act or yep. they maybe called a foul and then they see, oh, well, this happened because this flagrant act was had occurred. And that's a new rule. And I think in a way there's some things that's good about that. Sure. But now we're seeing the downside of that as well. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs multiple times before, thankfully not to hire Hummel, but I've done it to hire plenty of other people, and it's been unbelievable, effective, quick, uh, everything has been awesome about it. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, it, it's it's very frustrating, especially at a game like that, where again we know how hard it is to win. Well, and TCU, they they are their non conference was, was not good. They right. need those types of wins to make the NCAA tournament, and they have a they have a talented, super athletic team. You and watch it, that it, that that loss. My guess is they'll be like eight off the bubble, and and, yeah, and they'll have, they'll need that puts them in literally that loss yeah. at the end of the year. Remind me, because I've always wanted to do this, like three or five teams where one play or three plays over the course of the year would change their season from being an NIT team to an NIT. That play is going to change their season. It, it totally could. Yep. Um, sticking up, so yep. the Purdue play with the flagrant one, yep. Lance Jones is blocking out Quincy Gary. Lance Jones is six foot tall. Quincy Gary is six foot eight. Probably outweighs him by... 25 or 30 pounds the shot goes up and as soon as it does lance jones does as any player is instructed to do he goes and blocks out think about a six foot player blocking a six foot eight player you are fighting for your life all of your effort is going 
backwards into the player you're blocking out. Quincy Garrier, as the shot is has now hit the rim, leaves his feet and jumps up into the air. Okay. Lance Jones still blocking out because what does every coach in the world tell their player to do? Keep this guy from getting the rebound. And, and I and the way that I see it from a former player's standpoint, when he when Gary jumps, what is Lance Jones' momentum going to do as he is putting all of his force backwards? Yeah, well, he's, he's going to hit him. He's going to go back. Undercut. That now undercuts Quincy Gary. Yeah. So they go to look at it because the ball gets knocked out of bounds. And they, again, no foul is called on the floor. So you can't just call a foul for undercutting. And they upgraded to a, flag, a flagrant one. Wow. And this goes from like, all right, the game is probably over to all of a sudden two shots and the ball. And if Coleman Hawkins doesn't travel, it it would be literally a game. I mean, they that could have changed the entire game. But I'm just like, I, I think the rule is flawed. I, I really do. Yeah, I do because too. I think these I refs too. are trying to do what it's they It's got to be looked is, at. It's it got to be looked at in the offseason. And, and then the last one I'll talk about, I'm at Michigan State for the Penn State game. And you've got Xavier Booker, who Nick Kern is in transition, going for a layup. Booker's trying to block his shot, swipes at it, hits Kern in the, in the head with his forearm. Yeah. Basketball play clearly, flagrant one. I'm like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, it has gotten so out of control. I I, yep. I still disagree with the way that the and I've had it explained to me a couple of times. I I don't agree with the Purdue one. I thought the Michigan State call was awful. I think the TCU play is a tragedy for TCU. Um, but I just think the rule has to be looked at because I yep. I do believe that the refs are trying to interpret the rule the way they're the way asked. The way, the way that they're, they're being told. asked to do so. Right. But I think that the it's rule not is not on them, Rob, because like you said at the outset of this, they're they're doing their job in order when they're evaluated to be able to be in 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 the mix for conference tournament and NCAA yeah. tournament and a final four. So that if they don't do it the way they're told, they're they're you can again, miss you can miss out. You can miss out on games that they want to officiate. But I, I just think that we are th- we're trying to take out all dangerous plays from the game. That is a it's good like initiative. The NFL. However, right, it's like- I, it's a, this is a this is a physical sport. Like I, I don't think that that you're almost over officiating it to make the game where it's like what what, what is happening? Doing? Like what are we doing? I I, I right, just I was sick for TCU and I thought the other calls were were baffling. So let's uh, let's finish up with with two teams that we both saw uh, for about a few minutes apiece here. Illinois. I, I want to ask you. We've talked enough about Purdue, but Illinois did go into West Lafayette and, you know, they, they, they were in the mix. Well, a lot of teams would have gotten blitzed like that and been like, you know. without Shannon, I, yeah. I have written them off to win the big 10 regular season title. And people thought I was crazy. Illinois fans are crazy, but like th- to me, they have no chance of winning the big. Well, 10. I, I don't think anyone does. I mean, I, right. I think Purdue is correct. One of my three games last year, they're better. And the league is worse. Unless the big boy gets hurt. And knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, injury would be the one thing that could change that. That's it. Braden Smith or Zach Eady. Like, those – if either of them get – If they have their entire personnel, their entire complement of players, I don't think they're going to lose. Here's my question to you. After seeing Illinois now, are they a team that could make a second weekend NCAA tournament? Uh, Are they a team that could finish in the top three of the Big Ten this year – 
or are they a team that's going to fall off now as time goes on and they feel the effects of not having Terrence Shannon Jr., which, you know, again, most I'm, I'm still I'm still the jury's out on the second weekend. Yeah, I think they're still an NCAA tournament team, and I think that they could finish in the top four or five. Is that more an indictment on on how weak the Big Ten is? That's part of it, but I I do think that they you look at their roster, and I still like their talent. I don't think that they have the top end of of Terrence Shannon who takes them to like A Final Four level. type team. But you know the ball has really moved. Damask is a is a player. Gary, I saw Gary three times last year, and I just think his mentality at Illinois is totally different. I mean, he, he's a good player. Yep. Coleman Hawkins is a tough matchup for a lot of teams. The Ty Rogers point guard experience. It worries me. It I worry. Me, and I, it had not hurt them until now. Purdue guarded them in a way that they had not seen. They just put Edie on Rogers and basically didn't guard him. Yeah. And I, you know, the copycat effect, that's going to happen every game going forward until You're Ty Rogers. You're going to run to him every I mean, game. it's even, I feel like it's even more than that. Edie was at the charge art. You know, Rondo's like a short closeout to like six feet. Right. This is like 18 feet. <laughs> like, he was basically and then it's going to get in Ty Rogers' head. It's going to no, get in his head. Agreed. Agreed. That That's concerning. You know, they, they have Nico Moretti, who's coming back from a foot, but, you know, not having played, never really having been in the mix. I don't know how that is going to look. I like Luke Goody. I mean, I, I like their team. Me it was too. Shannon, I really like their team. Correct. I don't know about second weekend, but they can definitely finish in the top four or five. Right now, I still think that it's like, Purdue, I would say Wisconsin, Illinois, and then who knows? I mean, I was thinking Michigan State, but God, they they were terrible last night. I think uh, like the third spot is is going to just keep flipping. I, I yeah, think there's a lot yeah. of like again, it depends on you know these stretches of of who's at home for for stretches, uh, who's healthy. I, I I just I I don't think there's much disparity between. No, I, I agree, and the, the ball has moved for them. You know, they've got this. Yeah. The ISO <laughs> we, that Brad was so upset about last year for Penn State, but but now his players are are capable of doing it. He's like, I kind of like this offense. <laughs> um, and then defensively, they they guard and they they play hard. So yeah. I they force you into a lot of tough twos, and they're as good as just about anybody in in the country from a two point defense standpoint. They're like top twenty. Yep. Um. So yeah, they they can finish in the top three or four of the Big Ten. I second weekend. Maybe I'm with I, you. jury's jury's still out. I don't know. I, I'm right there with you on both. Like, I don't think they're a second weekend team. I think only because the big 10 doesn't have a lot of strength above uh, with, with Purdue. Somebody's going to have to finish third. I don't know who the yeah. hell it's going to be. I think right. we're both in agreement. Wisconsin's clearly the number two team right now. And one of the bigger surprises around the country this year, because I don't think anybody saw that coming. Like clearly they're, well, they're the Wisconsin's depth is so much better. I mean, Connor Sejan, like, doesn't – I know he had a back played injury early, but he, like – he had 12 points, but he still only played 12 minutes. John Blackwell has helped them immensely, yeah. and A.J. Store has helped them immensely, you, along with that AJ core crawl yeah. and, and Hepburn and Tyler Wall. All right, so I saw Carolina. I went down to Clemson uh, Saturday morning and uh, first trip to Little John, and Carolina nice. won – uh, kind of a dogfight, like a tough defensive-minded yeah. game. Clemson couldn't make a shot from three. They were one for 18. P.J. Hall, Baycott did a really good job on P.J. Hall. Really good job. And I like this Carolina team again. Like, I enjoy watching them again. And I don't want to – R.J. Davis much... has been awesome. 
that yes, RJ wasn't great in this game. And that's the beauty of this team right now. Okay, so number one, they're guarding and rebounding. Number two, and I asked Baycott and RJ and Harrison Ingram, all these guys, this. I said, like, do you think a lot of it is all of you guys before the season, we were like, all right, yeah, great. You added Harrison Ingram. He lost last year. Cormac Ryan, he lost last year. Jalen Withers, he lost last year. Oh, by the way, Baycott and RJ, you lost last year. Like, I just don't think we had a lot of confidence necessarily. But, and Ingram was the one who, who really said to me, yeah, like, you know, listen, we're in this to win. We, we You know, Ingram was the top 50, 25. No, I know. He was a big time player coming out of high school. So I, I think there's something to be said for that, Rob, where you get older, you mature, you understand like, all right, it's not all about me anymore because nobody's giving a shit about me last year, even though I put up decent numbers. Because we didn't win. Yeah, that's uh, that's very valid. The turnaround is pretty pretty amazing because last year it was it was so disappointing on so many different levels, and the chemistry obviously was not right. And it's clear that kind of the Caleb Love split has been best good. for all parties. It's been good for him out in Arizona. It's been good for Carolina. Their team is is playing great. Um, you know what it is, too, Rob? You know what? Also, I'd I'd say for as much crap as hubert davis took last year he, he deserves some credit for all right you know what what a roller coaster of of his first couple of years i mean national championship game and then last year's debacle and now he's yeah he's got him he back and me. you're right the defensive effort to have them in the top 20 defensive efficiency after the defense was porous last year that's huge that's that's pretty impressive by by him yeah i just the ball moves and at the end of the games, Baycock gave me this stat before the year. They were like, I don't know, they, they were like three and eight in, in close games last year. They just they couldn't close them out. And again, part of that is Caleb Love. Let's face it, part of it is Caleb Love because again, he can win well, his shot. His shot selection too right. at times last year. Exactly. Was, uh, like now they move the good. ball. They've got a bunch of guys that are capable. It's not like RJ's taking a ton of crazy shots and they're relying on him. To right. have to make a play in in close games, they can move the ball. Ingram's Ingram's a tough matchup. Baycott looks quicker and healthier than he did a year ago, coming off the ankle injury. Remember in the in the title game, yeah. Uh, Cormac Ryan, he made some shots the other day, which he really hasn't made. And like Cadeau's not much of a of a shooter, but like he can he can push the ball so they can get some points in transition that they weren't getting last year, like. I, I don't know if this is like a Final Four team again, but like they are fun to watch. Again. No, and they're clearly, clearly playing winning basketball That's compared right. to last year. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been fun. All right, well, listen, uh, I got to go because I got to keep looking for this Hummel extra large. I don't think it exists. So I'm... I'm hey, ni- nice apparel from you on the podcast today. Indiana with the nice win and then FAU. What, what are they doing? Well, well, we may talk about them next week because... Uh, I like the boys from Boca and uh, I do. I, I enjoy watching them for the most part. I have not enjoyed watching them. Their highs and lows have been very wide. <laughs> We've got some high highs and some low lows. Their starts have been terrible lately. And it's almost like they think they can just flip the switch. And when do they understand that they're not, they're not that good. They're not that good that they can sleepwalk through a first half. A, even if you are that good, that's a dangerous game to play. Sure is. It sure is. All right. Get back to work. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everybody. Goodman and Hummel Pod, and uh, we'll see you next week. 
Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.